0: Welcome back. I know it, we had some podcast us interrupt us, but we're back. <laughs> and uh, in the pandemic era, you can just never tell when the great SOBs are going to show up in your <laughs> podcast, wherever you may get them. Uh, I'm Eddie Sefko. I'm with the, the great Dwayne Price. How you doing, Dwayne?
1: I'm doing fantastic, except it's cold as heck out here. That's why I got on this long whatever this is I got on.
0: Well, uh, his attire is uh, <laughs> color coordinated as always. So uh, we're we're here, we're here to talk Mavericks and all things uh, NBA and maybe a little barbecue or whatever we ate last night that we enjoyed and uh, uh, and, and and maybe even Dwayne's shoes, which are yes, <laughs> you're hearing it here. They are gold, gold <laughs> shoes. He's got the Michael Johnson of shoes on today. So. Uh, Anyway, let's dive into the Mavericks. What do you think? Uh, you know, a 5-3 and three after the first eight games could have been worse, could have been a lot better, but, but uh, you know, all things considered, where, where do you think they are in terms of where you thought they would be?
1: Well, if you listen to my friends, man, they just say, man, the Mavericks are bad Now, I keep telling I say, they're 5-3. and three. I mean, look at the standards. They're tied for the seventh-best record in the entire NBA. If you're saying they're bad and they haven't had their second-best player, Porzingis, for the last five games, and they're five and three, and and more importantly, three and one at home, where they had struggles winning last season, I take that. You know, because obviously they're gonna be a better team when they get Porzingis back, and and also Maxi has missed the last two games, and he's probably gonna miss you know three or four more games. I, I don't, you know, when you got a new coach, you got to go through some stuff. You know, he's got to bring in his philosophy, his offensive and defensive schemes, and all that. And I'll take five and three right now. I mean, when you consider. The three, th- three teams they've lost to are three teams that are pretty darn good.
0: Yeah, that 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 bothers me just just a little bit uh, because uh, you know they've been been blown out three times, and all three of those teams, like you said, have uh, championship aspirations of varying degrees. Some of them are a little more legitimate than others, but mm-hmm. but still, it's been it's uh, they have not been all that competitive in those three games, and that, that that's troublesome. Uh, but uh, you know. You got to take into account. Uh, it's early in the season. Uh, they are beating the teams they should beat. Right. That is, uh, you know, that's and that's something you, you good teams do that. Right. Uh, you may have trouble against the other good teams, but if you beat those uh, bottom feeders, generally speaking, uh, you're in pretty good shape when it comes to making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and 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 then you can worry about how high a seed you can get, which probably is determined by how you do against the good teams.
1: Yeah, and now that's up, upco. They lost to Atlanta over the night at Atlanta. Atlanta went to the East Finals last year. The other loss was at Denver. Didn't Denver go to the West Finals last two year? Two years ago? Two years ago, went in the West Finals. And then the other game was to Miami, who went to the NBA Finals two years ago. Having said all that, 5-3, and three, the Lakers lost two games. They lost two games to Oklahoma City. Blew a 26-point lead to Oklahoma City last week and blew a 19-point lead to Oklahoma City in L.A. last night. Who would you rather be? Which position? Oklahoma City is not going. They got a better chance of getting to the NCAA finals than are to the NBA finals. Well, <laughs> the,
0: the, look, you look down the, the standings early in the season, and this is always dangerous because they change so much uh, over the course of the season. But through uh, the, about 10% of the schedule is over for most teams, a little, maybe a little more. But mm-hmm. you look at the teams that would not be in the playoffs right now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Portland, uh, you talking about
1: outside of the top six? Are you including well, the
0: play-in? The play-in games now. I, 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 you know, the Clippers would be in the play-in game. Uh-huh. Portland would not; they wouldn't even be in the playoffs. Lakers would be squeaking in at the sixth spot. Uh-huh. Uh, in Milwaukee, play-in team.
2: Uh,
0: Boston out of the playoffs. Atlanta out of the playoffs. Indiana out of the playoffs. Now, Indiana's—you uh, could argue the point about whether they're legitimate or not. But right. what we have here is—is—is is, is, it's. Just hard to take and get a bead early in the season on who's good and who's not yet. It right. just hasn't. Nothing is flushed out enough yet to to know. But after ten games, nine or ten games, it's starting to get clear that this is going to be a very competitive, uh, parity-driven league this year.
1: Right, right, right. And like you said, this is a small sample size of what teams are and capable are doing, and maybe some of them that are not of doing. But, uh like I say, maybe five miles five and three i I take that right now because first of all, like you said, they' beaten the team they supposed to beat, and they won some some road games too, and more importantly, I mean, they were 21 and were 21 and ten at I mean 21 and fifteen at home and 21 and fifteen on the road last year. so if they can improve that that road record, I mean that home record, they'll be in a better position because the worst thing you can do is, Fight like crazy to get home court advantage, and then you can't win a home game in the playoffs, as we saw the Mavs did not win a home playoff game last year.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm a big fan of of the uh, the Utah team, and they're they're rolling to start the season. I think they're seven and one or something like that. Best so record. they the, and they're good. They're going to be good all year. They're, there's no right. denying that. If, you, you know, it's as long as they don't hit a rash of injuries. Uh-huh. Denver is is is, is going to be tough. Um, you know, and and what we have is. Golden State sitting out there, Dwayne. Right. I mean, do you do you believe in the Warriors? <laughs> uh, they're going
1: to be scared when they get Klay Thompson back. They really, really are. I mean, they, uh, I mean, I think this is a chance that uh, a lot of people were criticizing the way Steve Kerr got the job and all that. They didn't think he deserved it. They didn't think he knew what he was doing. Obviously, he does know what he's doing. He's a very good coach. And when he gets Klay Thompson back, it, I don't want to play that team. I mean – Uh, Some of you guys, you probably was there too. You know what Clay can do. Been many games when the Mavericks were kicking the Warriors' butt, then here comes Clay getting 15, 20 points in one quarter. You know he has that capability. So I don't want to play them. And you know what can you say about Steph Curry? You already know he was in the top three as far as MVP last season.
0: How does a team continue to stockpile talent like that? I mean, they got a guy who's not even playing yet, James Wiseman, who's Uh going to be. I mean, he's pretty darn good, big man. And, and right. once they get him into the flow and rolling, I you know, I think that's going to be a, a huge advantage. They got Draymond Green, of course. They got the two, you know, shootaholic guards. I mean, the, the, this team is – I mean, they're stacked, uh-huh.
1: you know. And, yeah, and you got Andrew Wiggins, who was the number one overall pick in the draft a few years well,
0: ago. Well, and I don't want to go there. But. Well, I'm just, saying, <laughs> no, I'm just saying he's
1: in a position where you don't have to depend on him to be the guy, not even the second guy or the third guy. Yeah, that, well, that much yeah, is true. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so he can be the fourth guy and just get in where he can fit in, you know, and that's probably the best position for him because he, he can't be the go-to guy. He tried that. It didn't work.
0: Yeah, and, and like you said, they got, they got their share of go-to guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings me up, while we're, while we're talking about a few other teams, the Lakers. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh, you know, they're older than you and me, <laughs> close to it anyway. Uh, and we're senior old boys. So, yeah. um, what's your opinion on uh, – first of all, how many games do you think LeBron James will play this year?
1: You know this is we're in week two of the season, and he on his second injury. You know, I, I like LeBron. I just know injuries are part of the game. Next month he'll be 37. He's be, he been spent over half his career, half his life in the NBA. And when you're going deep into the finals, I think he's been to 10 finals, you add all that up, that's almost like an extra season and all that. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the telltale sign for me, and we all know LeBron and, you know, and, and you, you just know him. When he set out the second half of the All-Star game uh, uh, last year, it's like okay what is he doing here you know you know he like to be the center of attention that told me he's just trying to rest and get ready for the second half of the season to play out cuz he just can't bring it the way he had he was able to do when he was young and, and none of us can and i i just don't think hey wait a minute
0: now i can still bring it, still bring it? i can't go back to back <laughs> but i can still bring it okay <laughs> One, okay. one, one, and done? I'm good. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. what are we talking about? I'm, yeah. I, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, you lost me, no <laughs> I lost my train of <to> thought. <laughs> well,
0: well they, they, li, listen, uh, LeBron, I don't know how many games he's going to play the, the, this year. But, 60. Uh, I say 60. You know, they, they have their eye on one thing, and that's just one thing only. That's the playoffs and, and making a deep run. Uh, they don't care if they're the number one seed or the number five seed, or even if having to play their way in, if they're playing good when the when the time comes, I mean, I wouldn't want to play them. I mean, they got enough good talent to to, to scare you.
1: We said that last year, though. That's, Nobody wanted to play, and what happened? To it? They got pennies knocked them out in the first round, <laughs> <laughs> and that they got over. And we all <laughs> shed
0: a tear over that, didn't we? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, 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 we were. Everybody was kind of. Uh, I don't think
1: they can turn it on and off anymore. I just really don't. They too old. I well, mean that. Those guys' best games are behind them, you know. But they'll get there. If if they're not a sixth seed, they'll be be in the play-in tournament.
0: Yeah, I I think they'll be – in fact, I think they'll probably be top five. Uh, But – Again, it's worth monitoring. It's something that's going to be fun to watch yeah, because, yeah, exactly. you know, we all like to see the Lakers fall on their <laughs> well, face.
1: Well, as I said, I couldn't wait to get home last night and turn on the direct TV and said, oh, they playing Oklahoma City. They just blew a 26-point lead to Oklahoma City last week. What's going to happen tonight? They blew a 19-point lead to Oklahoma City. <laughs> My <laughs> goodness.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, blowing leads is a is a uh, a common thread in the, around the league. The Boston Celtics, who will be coming to American Airlines Center on Saturday night, uh, <laughs> it seems to me, recently had a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter <laughs> against Chicago, Chicago and at now home. Chicago's not a bad team. Uh-huh. Chicago's got good talent. Right. But then you turn a 14-point lead into a 14-point loss <laughs> in one quarter. That's pretty hard to do.
1: They got outscored 39-11 in the fourth quarter at home. How do you do that?
0: You don't think the Boston fans were just a little disgruntled about that, do uh, you?
1: Well, we we know a Marcus Smart was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: He he lit yeah. up the team uh, in a, in, a, in a little players' meeting uh, after that game, and 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 rightfully so. Sometimes those things are therapeutic. Sometimes they don't do a, a bit of good, it, uh, but they have come back with two victories uh, since then. Uh, in in Florida, they held uh, Miami and Orlando. Uh, Orlando both under eighty points, which is you know th- that's that's. Pretty salty defense in this in this NBA.
1: Well, not only that, they held Miami to nine points in the second quarter. I mean, we just saw Miami coming in on uh, Tuesday night, nine points in one minute. You know, you go twelve minutes and no, get but nine points on your own home court against that Boston team who was you know about to fall apart.
0: Nine point. Wait, now, where was that Miami team when they played here in Dallas? Yeah, that's what I mean, I'm saying. Yeah, the Mavericks could have used a little help They couldn't that
1: night. miss anything against the Mavericks the other night. Wow. But,
0: Anyhow. But you know, the the thing is, getting back to the Mavericks now, uh, they have done a, a, like I said, a good job of beating the teams they're supposed to beat, and they are getting some good fortune with the schedule. Uh, playing San Antonio three times in the first uh, uh, less than a month of the season will be going by. Uh, uh-huh. That that's that's a bonus, even if two of them are in San Antonio, because San Antonio is just not very good yet, yeah. uh, and they may end up being better, but but right now they're struggling. Right. And, uh, you know, it, you, you, know it, it, you know Pop's going to always have them competitive, but when you grind out a game like they did the other night in San Antonio, win by a point, have to sweat it out down the stretch. Luka's not being his greatest self because everybody's doing their darndest to, to try to take away right. uh, his strengths and take the ball out of his hands. Try and pain. then Jalen Brunson. God bless him, comes up in 13 points in a row and, and just lights it up and, and really really saves the Mavericks' butts.
1: That's unbelievable what Jalen did. Coming off the 25.7 rebound game the previous night against Miami, he comes up with 31 points and 10 rebounds against the Spurs. And like you said, down the stretch, he was just un- unstoppable. And you know what? I can see that formula working going forward because you know the defense, know, they already know what Luka can do, so they're going to focus on Luka. And Luca, Luca going to say, okay, well, i just throw it to Jalen. Because so Jalen can do something. Maybe not as fantastic in, in Luka fashion, but at the end of the day, the ball goes through the hole. That's all that matters. And Jalen can do that. And people forgetting, Jalen was the man in college basketball. He was the player of the year on the Villanova team that won two in three years. He can do this. He has done this. This is nothing new to him.
0: And one of those titles was won. In San Antonio, in San Antonio. Exactly. he likes playing in San Antonio. And the interesting thing about Jalen is, and by the way, he's earning his way to a ton of money in the offseason. He's going to get paid. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you say you see you see him do that, and you know, I mean, he's got to be in the starting lineup now. I mean, there's uh, no way you can you can uh, you know uh, fiddle with that backcourt lineup now the way it's played for two games, and then Jay, uh, when KP gets back, and we'll talk about that in a minute. should be soon. Uh, you know, all of a sudden there's even more room to operate. Uh, I think this this is going to be just a really fun backcourt to watch once uh, once uh, the, the, they get a little spacing in there with KP. Uh-huh. Defenses, no, no matter what anybody wants to say, they have to play a little different when KP's sitting out there or in the post, either way. It just has to be a little different, and it's one less – uh, defender clogging up the area yeah. for Luca and Jalen,
1: and, and, and you can't trap them all. You trap Luca and Jalen, say okay, and then Luca trusts Jalen, and the whole whole team trusts Jalen to run the offense and do what needs to be done. Whether he's taking over and scoring, it, or whether he's passing the ball to other guys who are wide open, and as you say with KP, there, you know, he's missed the last five games with lower back tightness. He's he 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 was a good he's good to go today in practice. Jason Kidd just told us. And he can spread the floor, too, with his three-point shooting and his drive to the basket. And he's playing a little bit more better in the post also. So, I think the Mavs are in a good position, 5-3. and I'll take it with the next two games at home, you know, against Boston and then on Monday against New Orleans.
0: Yeah, and uh, we are kind of uh, uh, breaking the news here. It looks – reading the tea leaves, it does look like uh, uh, Christoph Porzingis is on track to play Saturday or certainly very soon, Uh uh, if not Saturday, so – uh, uh, that's that's great news uh, for for the Mavericks. What in a perfect world, Dwayne? What do you think, Dwayne? Uh, what do you think Kristaps has to do uh, to be not only his best self, but help the Mavericks be their best?
1: Well, if, he, if he can give me twenty-two and nine, I'll take it. I would take twenty-two and nine. That's all he needs to do, just, and just and get two block shots a game. No, he's got to help on the interior defense and all that. He gave me that, I can't complain.
0: Well, I think he's capable of doing that over a 6, 8, 10, 12 game stretch. I don't think that's going to be his norm for the year. Uh, Now, I would like to see more than nine rebounds, quite frankly. Uh, well, well, he's seven foot three. Come well,
1: on. Well, I'm saying nine because I want some of the balls to go through the basket, so it's not going to be <laughs> a, a lot of available right, rebounds. Right, that's true.
0: <laughs> but if he gave me 17 and 11 or 12, I'd be thrilled. i will take that. You know, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the scoring is going to, generally speaking, go down for everybody because Jalen's going to take some of it. Right. Uh, Tim Hardaway is, is developed into a real solid 16 to 18 point scorer. I don't uh-huh. think that's going to change. Right. Luca doesn't have to go poor in 28, 23, 24, 25. That's fine. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and
1: uh, they, out
0: they've got some, some some guys off the bench. Now, Maxi's uh, you know, fighting a little injury right now, and we don't know how that's going to impact him in the long term. But, uh, I mean, he's, he's a, almost a consistent – double figure score I don't want to say right. high you know like 10 12 points yeah. he can get you that yeah. if you get four or five guys who are in that eight to 12 point range Dorian man, it takes the 10. pressure off everybody
1: yeah Dory can get you 10 points and, and you know six or seven rebounds you know like you said you don't want I mean coming to the season they was trying to get some of that pressure off of Luca because uh and Jason Kidd told it, it's not fair to, to Luca that people think he's supposed to go out there and get Thirty-nine and nine every every game, you know that's, that's too that's too much pressure. Yeah, he probably can do it, you know, but do you want him doing it? Because now you got the other guys just standing around watching Luca all day long, and we already saw that worked out. It never got out of the first round of playoffs doing that.
0: Yeah, Dwayne, are you hungry?
1: I am starving. Well, I actually had some cereal this morning, but I'm still starving.
0: Well, I'm, I'm always I'm always hungry, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you for a second about two things, uh, two, two place two barbecue places I went to. uh uh-uh. Uh. I, I mean me. one of them was was one of my love it's, uh-huh. and it's in Farmersville that's way out anybody who lives in McKinney goes to Hutchins, uh, once you go east of that into Princeton or out there then it's just a quick drive over to Farmersville wood and time all wood. it takes for good barbecue is wood and time wood and time and uh, I went there and man it was really really good and you know by today's standards Dwayne uh-huh. it wasn't outrageously expensive i mean i got a lunch for there for about 18 or 19 bucks That's all? and on for a good barbecue i'll pay that there now on the flip side and i'm sure that they 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 are proud of their barbecue out in uh, royce city texas a place called sessions smoke sessions Where's and that? uh royce city? in royce city out uh, in far east rockwall county okay i went there and bought a pound of, of brisket and a side and it was forty bucks. Wow! And I said, "Man!" And I know it was good; it was tasty. But man, that's—I that mean, a lot. I was thinking it was like twenty-six bucks and eight bucks for a side, and then tax, and it's forty dollars. <laughs> I mean, come on! I'm a poor sport rider; I can't afford that.
1: <laughs> well, it Was my son's birthday, and we went to that spot last night. Mm-hmm. Pan, Pangea. 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 oh, in God, that sounds
0: a little foo foo.
1: Oh, God! Well, you know what? Speaking of foo foo, that's my foo foo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks good. <laughs> you know it, for is. those of you out there who can't see this visual, that's lamb. I had some lamb. He, he had some lamb.
1: Yeah, lamb chop. Is that collard green yeah. Yep, Lamb chops and collard greens. You know. Greens? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's you really know really when when when, when uh when the the Los Angeles football team comes up short, they call it lack of ram. Oh. <laughs> oh, pump, <pa-dum-pum>. pump. <laughs>
1: That was a good bad
0: joke. But rack of lamb looks good too.
1: Yeah. Bobby I know that one. Bobby almost burned the place down one time with truck. Well, he's a, he's
0: our pyrotechnic wizard. <laughs> so uh anyway, well, but you know, uh we like to get out and 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 uh exercise our freedom of eating uh now and again, Dwayne, and, and it's good to good to talk. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, there's a special guest coming. Special guest.
2: Hi everybody. How's it going? Uh, all right, so while we're talking about good meals we've had recently, it's, it's borderline foo-foo. Y'all are familiar with the Meddlesome Moth, right? It's right in the of neighborhood. Course, of course, uh, Locally owned establishment. Um, same owner as the, the people that run the Flying Fish, which is another great spot as well. But uh, I went to the Meddlesome Moth last weekend, and I had the most delicious pork loin with this apple bourbon butter on top oh it was You're fantastic. not even old enough to drink
0: Bobby come it on was,
2: it was fantastic it was really really good um and it had toasted pumpkin seeds on top as well it was really nice and then um the other person that I went with had uh it's it's like a c se- they have a seasonal menu as well and um, she got uh what she get um chicken thighs like grilled chicken thighs um with uh with the greens and the greens that they had it was collard greens that had bacon in it but it also had this this like this red sauce some type of like chili sauce on top it was really really good no the meddlesome moth
0: Meddlesome moth, meddlesome
2: moth is, i think is, aren't, is the aren't they still
0: connected where... with the flying saucer as well it.
2: um it, it, Med, but, meddlesome but, moth i think I Oh, my God. Come on, God. you journalist. I'm
1: asking you. I, I don't want to misspell anything.
2: M-E-D-D-L-E. Oh good. S-O-M-E. Jeez, Louise. As, some, as in someone we're, 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 who meddles. All right.
0: We, we, we digress here.
2: And, well, and then I had a, I had a quick, one more quick Mavs question for you all to chew on before you get out of here. I'd like to hear you. Yeah, the meddlesome moth. Really, really good spot. Uh, also had a bottle of wine. And for the dessert, they had a, a, a chess pie with lemon chantilly sauce. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get that. So we had to settle for the olive oil cake. But, man, that was really good.
0: Okay, first of all, before uh,
2: they they were they ran out that night because we I was there at the end of the night, so they ran out before
0: you before you ask our question, don't forget it, because when you get old, you get forgets. Oh, no, I got it. I've been thinking about it. For days. But but we uh, we're, we're more interested months, on uh, who was who was your date? It's, Come on uh, now, don't worry We, 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 we want to it. know. <laughs>
2: My, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everything is fine. I have to do some
0: investigating reporting.
2: <laughs> everything is fine. Um, so, uh, y'all were talking about Jalen. Today, Eddie, you asked. I think you were the one that asked Jacob about this, like having multiple ball handlers. No, Dwayne. Dwayne, you asked yeah. multiple ball handlers on the floor, how that makes it easier for Luca. Right. But the question I have if Jalen is starting and Luca is starting, then that means that there's really no point guard coming off the bench. Well, yeah, Frank can kind of – yeah, Dwayne, you're off mic. So Dwayne said that Frank can do it, but whenever your two best guys are in the starting lineup, are you at all concerned about what that means? Not only offensively off the bench, but also defensively in the starting lineup because Jalen, Luka, Tim, you don't really want those guys guarding – you know the other team's best players, but whenever you start all three of them, it kind of means that they are. So defensively for the starting lineup, offensively for the second unit, kind of the the pros and cons of of doing it the way they're doing it right now.
1: Well, I'm always a glass half full guy, so uh, if you got all those guys out there, that means the defense for the other team is having issues trying to guard them too. It works both ways, so so we both we right back where we started. So I don't have a problem with that because. Because you know, at some point, Luca probably comes out what with three minutes to go in the first quarter. So then now he's going to be coming in with probably nine minutes to go in the second quarter and all that. I think it'll work itself out on the rotation because, because last year for the most part he was playing the entire first quarter. You know, so now Jalen can play the entire first quarter. You know, at some point when Luca goes to the bench. So I don't think you're having a problem with. I think there's going to be more issues for the other team trying to stop them both because now they realize they can't trap Luka because Jason will bust their butt if they do that. That's how I look at it.
0: Well, I, I personally think just give me somebody out there who can get the scoreboard lit up a little bit early on. They had so much trouble early in the season getting out of the gate. They fell behind in, what, the first five or six uh-huh. games. They were always behind, always fighting out of a hole. So, now they got a guy, two guys – that uh, can light up the scoreboard. (coughs) And, um, you know, just figure it out. Play those two guys. Let Luca come out earlier. You know, then stagger them and then let them finish the third, uh, second quarter together. Do the same thing in the second half. They're both on the court Uh at the end of games. Uh Issue solved. Right. And you may not need them at the end of the game. You know, if if (laughs) they're throwing somebody
1: out, then they can sit the last, you know, six or seven minutes of the game. At this time. I think it'll work itself out. I think it's going to be more problems for the defense. because Now that whole idea everybody trapping Luka, that's going to get busted because Jalen is going to bust their butt if they
0: do that. Well, no. we're going to oh, we're sorry. going to find out uh, more and more as this as, as the thing goes along. We're almost to the we, – by the time we talk on our next podcast next week, hopefully, we'll, we'll be past the 10-game mark. And then we can start uh, – putting some stock into whatever the statistics say about this team. Don't bring I'm sure stock. Bobby, will, Bobby will feed us with unbelievable analytics, you know, and, and, uh, so he'll do it. Will be believable uh, numbers never lie. Yeah. White, and, uh, yeah. Neither does Twitter or, or anything else on the internet. So, uh, he said, he said, no, the numbers never lie. Yeah. Right. Just like Twitter. So, uh, anyway, uh, We've probably taken up too, too much of your time already, but, you know, Dwayne and I, we, we, when we get going on the Mavericks, we, we just like to talk. So, uh, Dwayne, I'm, I'm going to go to you for, for some closing remarks on on what it's like, uh, you know, here. You're, you're going to be headed to – we're covering almost all of the Maverick games these days. You're going to Chicago next week for the road game there. I'll be in San Antonio for the road game there. Uh, you know, just – in about uh, six or eight more games, let's say there's 15 games, what do you think the Mavericks' record is going to be?
1: And, and after they play, what, the first 20? 15. Okay, first 20. First 20, five or three now. So, they got 12 more to go without me not having a schedule in my hand, knowing that they're going to make progress, knowing that uh, Porzingis is going to be back, and at some point uh, Maxi is going to be back. So, after the 12 games, I think they're going to be – 20 games. I mean, I'm sorry, after 20 games. I say
0: fourteen and six. Ooh, you are the glass half full kind of (laughs) guy. I'm going with twelve and eight. I think they're right on pace for that right now, basically. Uh, And 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 you know what? If they win five out of every eight games, they're fifty and thirty at some point this season. Even I can figure that out. And fifty win season in my book is still means something.
1: Well, I I will say this. You know, we, we all know that there's some games that they probably should lose that they may win. And you know well, I'm thinking that game's gonna be in Chicago because Chicago's got one of the better records in the in, in the league right now. I think they can win there, you know and and uh I mean, I go back to who, who thought Oklahoma City was gonna beat the Lakers twice anywhere, let alone in in l a on the moon, whatever, stuff happens <laughs> in the, in this league. You know, so I think they can win that game in Chicago. So that'll be one of my upset specials. That's why I'm saying 14 and six.
0: Let's let's uh, get Adam Silver on the phone and get. To, they ought to have start having games on the moon. That'd be to. good. Oh, boy, the hang time on that.
1: <laughs>
0: Woo, baby. All right. I well, think the we, game's gonna
1: be real long. Yeah. Hey, Where you gonna shoot that ball, man?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, they, that's it for us this uh, this time around. Uh, You've been listening to the uh, Senior Old Boys Podcast. Uh, For Dwayne Price, I'm Eddie Sefko, and we'll uh, talk to you next time. Bye-bye.